0: You may not have a car at all. But remember, brothers and sisters, you can still stay
1: and just I just wanted to say thank you first. Oh I had this, God. and I want, thought you could put it, a it's just so nice. <laughs>
2: Look his nappy head. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. How did you know?
1: He just, you know, tapped me, said hello. Oh, man. But I really appreciate you taking I know you're a no, no, very no. busy you're my kids, human so, uh, being. You're and my kid. Yeah, I appreciate not, I'm, it. So. I'm a
2: servant. I am not an amazing person. I wish I was sometimes, but I'm just a very... Um, Common person. I come from a very common family, poor family. My mother was a maid. My father shined shoes. They came out here from the South, Well, Texas. Uh, then my father's from Louisiana, and they ran out here. My mother was ran, ran out of Texas by the Ku Klux Klan, and she worked with uh, for these bankers cleaning and taking care of her children. And uh, so I was brought out here because the bankers said, bring your child out to California so you don't have to to deal with the Ku Klux Klan. Some sheriff cussed at her and uh, she cussed at him back. And so she had to hide and, and the bankers told her to take her kids Shit, my two brothers and me, which was three months old, and come to California. So, you know, I come from that background of being very poor, not having very much, and working for social justice after I got a certain age and, I, and about 12, and the other kids were just hanging out doing kid things or teenage mm-hmm. things. And there was a gentleman that taught us black history. So I would catch the bus and come all the way in town.
1: And that was in San Diego? In
2: San Diego.
1: What was his name? You know,
2: I always try to think of his name. I think his name was Rupert.
1: Mm. And was he an elder?
2: Yes, he was Mm. an elder and he taught us black history. Mm. But that messed my mind up. I was so different. You know, I said I was an African. And they said you're not an African. Kids are laughing. And I studied, you know, history in my history, and and as an African, I wanted liberation. I've always wanted my freedom, and I knew as long as I identified with this colonized mm-hmm. country, and I would not be free. So I found the freedom in my mind, and that's the emancipation, is the emancipation of the spirit, the inner spirit. Mm-hmm. But it took me a while, and I was very angry, you know, at police officers, and I was arrested at 12, too, 13, and I was um, running home from the Memorial Gym, It's was about, yeah, probably 14. And a policeman, I was just running home for the gym. It was near my, about half a mile, not even half a mile from my house. So the policeman goes, where are you going? And I jumped over my fence, and I called my mother. And she came out, and the police was pulling on me. And my mother was pulling me to stay in the yard, and he was pulling on me to, to get in the police car. Well, he arrested me. And he asked me, what's your name, blah, 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 I didn't say nothing. But I always remember, I said, don't you have anything better to do than arrest children? So I was taken down to the police department on Market Street. And that's where they used to beat us behind the lumber yard before they put us in jail. And so they they found out my age so the, a detective took me home, but they made my mother pay for the pockets of the um, police officer. She It was torn. Now my mother made about-
1: Of his, his
2: pocket. His pocket. And then my mother made about, in those days, man, about $30 or something a week, you know cleaning houses and she had to pay for that. My mother's really diligent about paying bills back mm-hmm. so her little two dollars and five dollars mm-hmm. she was really she mad at me you know because you know we had to get her food on credit at the Chinese market and but when she worked she had to pay her debts off at the Chinese market for the food. She grew her own food. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: house yeah she always backyard oh mm.
2: man that's why I always have a garden
1: yeah what did she grow
2: she grew everything she was she was a superwoman she made her she made her own canned her own uh foods you know her, her plums and peaches she crocheted she um quilted she uh, made her own liquor,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. She made her own soap. Yeah. Um, she did her own plumbing. She grew up. She was a busy lady, mm-hmm. you know. I salute her. But she was an unhappy lady because that's what colonization does, you know, when you don't know who you are. And uh, and my father never, he didn't bring money home. Uh and she was unhappy. In those days, you could fish in San Diego. There was enough fish and you bring it home, and you split it with the neighbors. What year was that? Um, that was like in the 50s. You can fish and Mission Valley was a, um, a river mm-hmm. and you could go down and walk back up and get fish. There was so much fish in the ocean. Um, abalone, there was a lot of abalone. And, and uh, you just, you know, on Fridays and stuff, you eat fish and um, you had chicken on uh, Sundays. And on holidays, you had barbecue. and But most of the time you had beans and rice and everything. You're vegan most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you had, well, my mother had her own chickens
1: Mm-hmm. So, and she'd kill them and process them yeah and, I didn't mm-hmm. like that
2: that was the beginning of me being a vegetarian I didn't mm-hmm. eat anything that was killed I, mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't eat it mm-hmm. you know and those are my friends mm-hmm. so I made friends with them and everything those the chickens yeah yeah I'd be out sad <laughs> you know I didn't play with a lot of people a mm-hmm. lot of kids I weren't allowed to so the animals hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you see my love for animals.
1: Then came in when I was twenty and was just blown away by the the culture and the community that's here. And the commitment to that being important and what we're supposed to do with our human life is preserve this relationship with culture and gods and food and people and music and dance. And it's just, as I grow older, has been, continues to be the most important thing I think we can do in these troubled times. So I volunteered here and was so Loving of you all letting me be here as my little white girl self. You know, and then went off. I've been helping my dad die. He has Alzheimer's. And so I've been doing that for the past few years. And my own little music stuff. And some grief work. And leading some grief and death circles. But I'd love to know your story. Your life as that child. What brought you to turning this water tank, right? Into this home and hub for people to remember who they are and their people um, and prioritize that. Well, the World Beat
2: Center is, it's, it's, it's really funny because it's one of my latest, and it's not latest because it's been here for a while, and it's nice to know that uh, and to see our children grow up here. You know, see you go out and and learn and uh, you know about grief and suffering, and, which is really what we avoid in America, and it's a beautiful thing because without suffering, you don't know what it's like to not to suffer. So you, you know, learning impermanence is one of the things that we all must learn. And we are taught in this Western civilization to avoid pain and suffering. So it's definitely, I came through a lot of pain and suffering. I had the first vegetarian restaurant in San Diego, and that was in 1971. I was in my 20s, early 20s, and uh, Incredible people ate there, George Harrison, uh, Gloria Swanson, Dick Gregory, you know, we used to hang out. And then I met Bob Marley and I started doing reggae music. And um, we didn't have a place for it. Uh, so later on I did the Adams Avenue Theater, uh, the La Paloma Theater up, up north. Uh, I had a place in Solana Beach called the House of Africa second restaurant and a shop called the Get Irie Shop. And then we moved on and I really realized in Baboa Park, there was not a place for African people and people that love African culture, our culture. So then I was looking around and the park said, we don't have any room for any other houses. I looked through little houses, because there's not a house of Africa.
1: And so... There's the house of Ireland, and the house, house. of Italy, and, and the house, house of Iran, and the house of England. and the, Yeah, just for people that yeah, don't know, San Diego and Balboa Park are yeah. these international houses. These little international houses. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, but they really didn't want a something of that culture. So I looked at this old water tower and I looked over at my friends at Central and I said what's in that water tower? And I was just thinking it was nothing but old storage, toy land parade things and just a bunch of junk. And so finally I went to city council and they said give them that building. Uh, Well that day that I went that morning my mother died and they said don't go Makeda then I went in a room and and uh, my mother's body was in one room I had to be in at uh, the war memorial that's where they're having their council meeting Maureen O'Connor was the mayor and uh, on the council was uh, Bob Filner and of a lot of other uh, council people, that was cool. And I had to be there. And when I did go, well, when I was in the room, I got a vision and my mother, you know, I I said, I gotta do something for my city because my mother scrubbed so many floors. My brother shined shoes downtown for the military. And just to get through San Diego which was very very racist and still is Mm -hmm. as institutionalized Mm -hmm. so um I went and but I didn't go in I just sit outside and and it was my turn and they were arguing over the house of charm and they were trying to get me to go to the get the house of charm but that's now the Mingi Gallery and I know I didn't have that money to and they were going to give it to us anyway so I walked up there and I said I just want an old dilapidated water tower and everybody started laughing and it passed mm-hmm. and you know they were supposed to give us a, a, a million dollars that's in 1992 to fix up our building they never gave us the money we, we did it on our own and you know it was very hard because we were really persecuted being in here because the park said they wanted to tear it down for more land you know they probably had developers you know they they plan ahead so we got in the um, the master plan and so ever since then we've always fought for our existence because we make up about, African Americans make up about, I think 6% of the population. And I know that they would want us over in the um, Southeast part of the city. Um, But people of color should have an access to this park. The park is regional and we, this is so great that Af- people of African and African American descent come here for years and have a reflection of their cultures in Babo Park. But I named it the World Beat. So <laughs> we have all culture- cultures here. And that's really important because we need to learn about cultures. We need to learn that we're one people and that Africa is the cradle of all civilizations. And when we get into that, all this would end. And I, all this prejudice, and I feel that they don't want us to know this. So that's why we have to have World Beat Centers, people from all over the world. So what I did here, what we did here, I should say, is we have music, art, and dance to heal the world. And World Beat Center is a big drum. And drumming heals. It's good for right brain, left brain. And some of the studies now show that they help with mental illness, drumming and depression. So we're drumming in the light and that's what we're doing. We have drumming from all over the world. We have taiko drumming, we have African drumming, we have Brazilian drumming, we have Puerto Rico. You know, So we have drumming from everywhere and it's here and dance. And dancing is healing. So we have a garden out there. We got a National Science Foundation grant. We worked on our own in struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I felt that I was in the belly of the beast because we don't have our big donors. Uh, we, you know, people of color and low income people, and we have a summer camp. I didn't forget to mention. That is incredible. All kids of all nations and culture together learning about the garden and solar cooking, uh, planning. Uh, We do, um, we work at Cornell Lab of Ornithology and they learn about birding and the different birds on the planet. And we have a monarch way station. So we have monarch butterflies show them things that, uh, that we need to preserve and protect on this planet. And show them that their food is not grown in a refrigerator. Some of them thought that they had a garden in their refrigerator. So what you are what you eat and you become what you think. This year, our children uh, got yoga mats, these little mats, yoga towels that you can wash and it was so great and it was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I asked that uh, on Facebook you know, if everyone gave us mm-hmm. yoga mats because they were having to, to do yoga uh, on the floor. So now we have yoga mats and we're gonna have yoga for children starting that uh, really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have meditation for them and then we have performing arts. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have uh, coming up for Kwanzaa which is totally free and we feed the community free black-eyed peas collard greens you remember uh, I remember uh, the concert
0: kicking
2: and you know and then we do an alternative New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and uh, no alcohol no you know no um, no drugs no you know just pure energy and pure light and we have crystal bowls and yoga and meditation and then we're drumming the New Years mm-hmm. end, and an African dance, uh, Aztec dance. So we're, we're doing it like that. And then we move into a black comic. It's a black comic like uh, Comic-Con, mm-hmm. but we're doing our own mini one mm-hmm. and we're bringing out, uh, I don't know if you've read Otavio Butler. Familiar. Kindred sci-fi writers. We're bringing out the nerds, all the sci-fi writer nerds, mm-hmm. and we've done, we've. That's gonna be uh, the twenty-second and twenty-third, and then we move mm-hmm. into because uh, we we got it's Black History Month, but we're calling it Afro Future Month, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and because we we know the history, but where do, where are we going mm-hmm. in the future? You know, and so the, we end it with, um, Renoko Rashidi. Renoko Rashidi. He's a professor of, of African studies. That's mm-hmm. going to be about the the woman, the African woman, uh, in history. So, and then we move into you know we're going we're going to combine it with Women's Day mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Afrofuturism. So it's it's been. Um, a challenge, um, but life is a challenge. And we're here, uh, you know, the World be Theater is here to serve humanity. And I'm looking at the impeachments and everything that's going on. I usually would be right in there. Um, I haven't said anything, I think I'm a, probably talk about it um, going into the New year. It's not about who the right or the left or. It's about human beings and kindness and compassion. And we've lost our spirituality. And unless there's an enlightened ca- candidate that can't be bought off, we are gonna be in the same situation, continuing. Somebody in, they're gonna sign up all the rights to for oil and coal and and all these different things. That's why the youth are gonna be the ones that make a change, and the women and the young women, you know, in this planet. So just like um, some, uh, Past president had just said that the ancient ones, the elderly people, are going to have to just step aside and let the youth come in. We should be training mm-hmm. the youth.
1: That's what this is. We You're should, training the
2: youth. We should train them to take over.
1: My grandma was my star you know she was the one who taught me unconditional love she was the one who i nuzzle up on her bosom and the whole thing just could sit still for a second Shirley Mueller and she died when I was 19 but I if, if I've learned anything in 26 years I've learned it from her and we don't have that young to old connection has been broken by colonization it's been broken by. We're not in that village togetherness anymore where the babies are taking care of the elders and the elders are taking care of the babies and when we're lost and confused and we're weary, we can't go sit at the feet of our elders and say, What now? Where do I go? You know, how do I humble myself to this the challenges of that's, being? That's human? the problem.
2: Yeah. That's, that's really a problem because I'm working with one of my friends, and she's she was here in San Diego, went to L.A., and now she's back working on housing. She said the next homeless crisis is going to be women 55 and older homeless. We've got a program that we uh, have just putting together. It's called Adopt an Elder, mm-hmm. and we have this elder family, uh, fifty. 57 and 70 and they have no children and they've been sleeping in their cars they were working in um, North County uh, San Marcos mm-hmm. and the caretaker died, the family kicked them out, so they've been living in the car for a year so we got this program there's a there's there's a, a house uh, you know there's homeless apartments for homeless, I should say opening up they're at different places and mm-hmm. she's working hard in this. So Beat Center we, we got in uh, to adopt the elder so we adopted them mm-hmm. and and helping them fill out their papers uh, but they have no furniture, they have uh, no dishes mm-hmm. or anything. So we you know we want to help them so, those are the first mm-hmm. elder pe- elderly people we're going to do in this program mm-hmm. adopt an elder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm an elder and um, I'm still working so I can um, train you youth to take my place, you know. And that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. At our age, we just, we got to groom. You know our our youth, our children. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need to be president. You know um, they need to be. It has to be younger. Uh, that's that's in charge. Yeah.
1: Can I ask? You know I love that train the youth. You know and that that line isn't broken between that the wisdom flows flows through that line. You know of young to old and old to young. And but I'm wondering, train us in what you know what what do you share with us what because we're all out there wondering you know train. what what makes a human life what is service what can we how do we have healthy families and healthy communities and do good for the world
2: train them into looking within and first of all to know that The only enemy is ourselves, and and that enemy is jealousy, um, division, hatred, um, greed, and that's what we're seeing a lot in this country. It's all greed. There's enough food that can feed the world, then and training them into compassion. You know, just to be compassionate and to serve the world were responsible for these children in these addictions. The pharmaceutical society uh, co- the pharmaceutical uh, companies they knew what they they've done is greed. The biggest addiction over opioids is alcohol and to really train, and, and it's so acceptable. Because if you're not drinking, someone's on your case, you know. And I come from a long line of alcoholics. And it took me a long time to drink. I didn't drink until I was about 19 or because it was all around me. And I, I got tired of drunk people. And uh, my mother did not call my father, because the kid, it, it's all in all our generations. And uh, of course, you know, I made myself drink, and, and I, but I, you know, with all, everything opening up, all the beer things, um, <clears throat> if we use that, that grain to feed people, you have to look at this. We're taking away food, you know, that could feed people instead of opening up you know, breweries all over the place and making them look fun and sexy. And why do we drink? You know, we drink because we're escaping. There's so many binge drinkers on the weekends. Oh, I'm all right, let's drink the weekend, or whatever. So we have to really look at this, you know, deeply.
1: And what and are we escaping?
2: We're escaping the unknown we're escaping ourselves. We're escaping boredom. We are escaping the present moment. Because we are living in the past or we are living in the future. We are escaping ourselves. We are not taught that everything is all right. No matter what it is, it's the way it's supposed to be. We do not know how to deal with suffering. And we we know how to deal with suffering and know that it's not always there, you know. It's gonna come like a wave and it's gonna go. So we we have to know how to look at it and deal with it. And let go. We're holding onto so many things, and we're not taught that the world is built on impermanence. And when we look at the world, and we find out that things are born, we're born, we we have youth, and and we get old, and then we die. Just like a flower. It all that's. We're, we're, we're afraid that we're going to die. We're holding on to forever. And I suggest that we live our life to the fullest each moment, It's now. Just live it and love and give. And, and we don't love ourselves. That's why we do things and have addictions and everything. We don't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're holding on to this illusion. Mm-hmm. Um you know, of of self and once it's you know, it's a very simple thing, you know. Once we start eating, you know, fresh produce produce, helping the farmers, mm-hmm. living close to the land, mm-hmm. even though it's cold sometimes. <laughs> you know, we don't need that much. No. You know, tiny houses no. or container houses or hemp creek. Mm. Hemp creek is really strong or you know, uh, straw bale, or they have yeah. sand. And you know, pallets are cheap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you build it and then you put sand around it or mud and you know, so that's it. You mm-hmm. know, we have to change this economy around. There shouldn't be homeless people. Mm-hmm. And if there are, you they, we should have some land that's for them with, uh, they have a lot of houses that are designed now mm-hmm. Uh, for homeless and all tiny houses or like I said you got a lot of shipping containers mm-hmm. and put them out solar energy they should let people sleep in their car uh, and have I, I think there's more lots that you can do that now and you know people can't afford they you know developers are running people out of their mm-hmm. houses and their lands and um you know really learn, knowing about growing um and what you destroy um because you got to know about predators you got to know what predators have to exist you know to have your crop a good crop
1: mm-hmm. how long have you been growing food here um
2: uh, about 15 maybe Mm -hmm. 15 years Mm -hmm. we took a old place that you know there's needles and drugs and camping out and and we turned it around there's a lot of respect you see there's not a camp here there's a lot of respect for us we go no man we have children you have to move on Mm -hmm. and um we took that and we we made a garden out of it you know for the children and what do you grow we, we grow moringa trees. We have our own, uh, I mean, ra- moringa is incredible for healing, you know. And go to cola, and uh, we grow um, long life for th- diabetes, and go to cola, fresh go to cola. And then our lettuces, we grow that. And then we grow mangoes, and we grow uh, loquats. And, we grow apples. in fact I, I've seen some apples on the tree I'm gonna to guess <laughs> we grow apples, we grow oranges um, we grow peppers, we grow you know a lot of things and then we have like I said before, we have a monarch refuge and my monarchs are hanging out <laughs> right now I knew I know I sh- I'm supposed to cut down the milkweed, but you know mm-hmm. it's pretty hard and uh, right now for them to go across. Mm-hmm. So they're hanging out right now. I know it's gonna get colder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, because it's really important. And then we need mental facilities. With the Ronald Reagan era, they cut out mental, uh, mental um, uh, facilities uh, to help people. The homeless people, a lot of them are, they have mental imbalances. So we need to really bring back um, different um, clinics and things to, to places to house uh, those clinics and to, you know, work with the people with mental imbalances. And we all do it. We have that. Mm-hmm. We are very close to it. A lot mm-hmm. of teenagers, a lot of, you know, I know this place had once really took a toll on me um you know, having no money and not having support
1: this place being America
2: this place being America <laughs> this place <laughs> this place being America and I wanted to run so many times yeah. but I realized there's nowhere to run mm. but I just the, the youth here just took care of everything for God I don't know how long it's Lasted maybe about three months, and I didn't know if I could really cook anything. I just had to meditate and not see people and, and go to SRF. Thank you, Paramahansa Yogananda. I just kept meditating and meditating. I was very de- delicate, um, and I was able to, to come back, you know. But how many people? You know, we have, uh, as Africans in this diaspora, that's been kidnapped. Um, we have post-traumatic slave syndrome, and it's very it's it's very hard for us to to adjust to this colonized reality. So. I don't know how we must be strong. Okay. We must be the strongest of all the strongest Africans that they kidnapped, you know. So
1: what I see here in the world beat is that you haven't adjusted to it at all. No. And that's no. the best thing we can do. You know, I'm I'm twenty six, I'm trying to figure out how do I how do I live in this matrix, you know, and then more more often than not I go, I don't want to that's no way to honor the this the blessing of my of being here in my life is to worship the gods of capitalism and industrialism and monotheism and all of these dark forces. That Absolutely have, not. Know, especially just be, living on a farm in my tent. As long as I got my friends, I got my yeah. dude. I'm happy. Mm. You know that's all it is. So, but I have a question. So. Did I interrupt you?
2: No, I, 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 I really, I really agree, and I, and I want all of you start thinking less. You know, we have too much, um, and uh, you know, I getting some land. You know, the closer you you are uh, on the land, that's that's gonna heal you. Mm-hmm. My garden healed me, mm-hmm. in meditation, because mm-hmm. we got to know how to take care of our inner. When we do that break. You know, working with, you know, mate, your mate sometimes, you know, all that, those things happen, you know, learning... Your mate, yeah, your, your partner, mate, your, your, your partner, <laughs> mate, yeah, I love that, yeah. yeah, your partner, oh, maybe old school mate. Your mate, yeah, no, man. I love it, I love uh, it. So, um, you you have to be able to uh, have the tools, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what I really want, we have to teach you guys, is the tools how to survive survival tools
1: and then you have to go ahead well my question was just about that actually which is a memory that i have with you from 4 4 or 5 years ago where so so first i'm noticing that as i get closer to as i make culture the most important thing the tools are in the culture so it's song dance growing food, praying, drumming, family making, mm-hmm. community building, council, medicines, mm-hmm. you know, these plant teachers, mm-hmm. and I remember, those are the tools, it's all in the culture, the culture is, a, is an ancient bundle of tools for Absolutely. what are we to do with this, this life, this blessing, and... I remember when I was working in the cafe here, and I was down and out about something, and you could tell. And he said, "Come here, come here, kid." You know, and you pulled me outside, and it was at night. You pulled me outside under the stars, and and he said, "You just taught me stuff." You're like, "Look at that. That's that, and this is that, and that's the." You're talking about the gods and the stars, and you know. So I think that the cosmos is another one of those tools that's in the culture, and Absolutely. I'll ne- never forget that. You just tugged me out there, and you said, "Don't worry about that stuff. Look up there," and you taught me what was what, you know. But I don't. We don't. I mean, I, I, we don't I. Look up, no, no. You're right. I don't. We're not taught to, to learn up. these codes. These, That's this it. culture where they're so in, they're brainwashing us to focus on our careers, cars, cars, cars. and our houses, and
2: then. on. You're empty on the weekend, you binge.
1: And you eat this plastic stuff. And, and p- even peel smoke this
2: plastic p- marijuana. Because mm-hmm. they've, ca- they've colonized mar- they, the mm-hmm. holy ganja. Mm-hmm. They colonized it. Mm-hmm. And they have all the, you know, it's GMO now, so it's really important to go back and if, if to use, it is uh, using the the Ailey. Uh, ganja, you're not really supposed to smoke it. It's it's supposed to be you know like in tea or kind of mm-hmm. eaten. Mm-hmm. Like a, I mean the Nai Binki men, they don't. Uh, they, some of them, you know some of one of my some people I know profi. But it's like you you you're gonna get beyond even that, because uh, I don't smoke you know. Uh, but you you get to a point that, you're high just. Your existence is your your strength. You know, you start knowing that you have to meditate at a certain time. Uh, then you can feel really good. You know, by surrounding yourself with light and joy light healings, and you start learning some of the ancient things that were stolen mm-hmm. from us. And the mm-hmm. the you have to remember that the um. Heavens, the cosmos were colonized. The Greeks and Romans put those names on. The Navajo has had their own uh, observatories. Uh, in Africa, there's names uh, for the different star system that was totally different. In the Mayan culture, uh, there's names, you know, and they worship uh, the Pleiades, which is the uh, I think it was five or seven sisters. And that was really important. And in that Orion's belt, and which I was probably showing you, the Star Sirius, which is my favorite mm-hmm. star because I, we feel we come from the Star Sirius. Mm-hmm. And the Dogun tribe mm-hmm. saw the Star Sirius before the scientists did, you know? So they, also the ancient cometic uh, people, the ancient Egyptians, so-called Egyptians, Egyptians were from the place Kemet, and the word Kemetic people were from Kemet, and uh, known as Egypt. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was colonized, and also, Isis, Ashad, which is her name, because the names are colonized too, Mm -hmm. Uh, she, her altar was to the star Sirius, and also if you can see the old Meccas, and they, the old Meccas did the uh, calendars, you know. Some people say it's the Mayans, but the old Meccas were there. Yeah, and then the Totec, and then Maya and stuff. So when we know there's true history, because they have colonized the history books. Mm-hmm. And when we know who we are as a people, and when you know who you are as a African person, which you are. We all went to different directions. They don't want you to know that we're all interconnected. And when you know that everything in the universe is interconnected, you will just know that you are where you are. And you will enjoy being in the present moment and know you are good right here and now. And when you realize and you see things and you're aw- awoke, to the changes and, and and know that there's nothing to do and there's nowhere to go. So you're here, you're doing it. And you know, it's just a revelation that you've got to this point at your age. So it's nice, you met two elders uh, and interviewed them. You've been knowing them. You took a class from Starla Lewis. What a blessing, which is my best friend. And then, you, uh, and then you came back home to your other mama, black mama, <laughs> and um, you know, you're all my kids. Mm-hmm. So you're all my children. Uh, I'm here to educate you uh, and bring you back home that you know about African culture, what they didn't teach you in school, mm-hmm. the true history. Uh, about African-Americans in America, they didn't teach us that. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, so it's um, a very simple thing, yet it's very hard. Um, One of the things, if we know how to take care of our bodies and remember to eat, raw foods you know a lot of raw foods too you know and eat in season you know mm-hmm. so you have your raw foods just warm you know you want things warm mm-hmm. for your, your stomach and that's where the micro microbiotic diet mm-hmm. is really nice in the winter um but really everybody's ty- type is different too but really your foods it's so it, it's really important and that it, you know and fasting we got to be able to go without food for a period of time and heal ourselves. And every season we're fasting, you know, being able, because being able to transcend, you know, sometimes without food. And, and, And the great fast is a water fast, you know, being able to. And that's hard to get to. It's hard for me because I'm, moving around but but doing doing fasting and sprouting and being able if anything comes down that you're able to just go and know the weeds mm-hmm. because the weeds are your strongest because they are able to grow mm-hmm. without planning and without fertile good fertilizing compost those weeds just come up and you know those weeds in case of anything your dandelions your malva, your filigree, all those are weeds, yeah. and so those are the strongest yeah. vegetables you can ever have mm-hmm. because they came through a crack. So mm-hmm. to survive, they're strong. Mm-hmm. So those weeds, you know, so we have to know what our weeds are. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Ann Wigmore, she uh, she saw the grasses, and so it's weed grass. But in this age, now it's moringa. Mm-hmm. So eating moringa will save the world.
1: So, in myself and in my peers, my friends, you know, this sort of existentialism or confusion or loneliness, I feel mm. a lot of loneliness and I see a lot of loneliness. And a lot of self-importance, a lot of, we, you know, low-grade narcissism as infectious disease in our youth in me you know I'm not saying I'm got this down or anything but what so what then you know what what advice or counsel or wisdom do you have for the various problems that we live with every day you know go to the land go to your elders Go to culture, go. You know what? Go to the ancestors. Go to the stars. Go to the animals.
2: Your animals always heal you. Uh,
1: Get a dog.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you always gotta have animal. Uh, just something around. They heal you and they take your pain. They take. If anything's gonna happen, uh, especially cats. Uh, I felt really. I felt. Like I was dying one time. I felt like I was dying, and everything and. I didn't let my cat in, my cat wanted to come in, and I just, I was laying there. Then I woke woke up, just stood up, and I went in there to see my cat, and it had just died for no, and my other one is uh, her brother lived to be 21. So in ancient Egypt, the cats, you always see them, the animals are in their tombs and everything with them. Your animal's really important, and that'll take away a lot of things. Uh, your loneliness, and the loneliness is because we are attached to to the outer. You don't. We don't love ourselves, so we have to realize that we have to get into that. Sometimes we have to make ourselves go out and be alone. You know, in ancient days, they they uh, made the youth in the rites of passage go out. And fast and 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 be out there for, and they were twelve years old. Make a, uh They had to go out there and 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 do the rites of passage. Sometimes during the day, you know, your days learn to be alone with yourself. So you you know, and that's loving yourself. Just demand to sit down and meditate, cause that's you. You you're doing that, and then you do your little yoga, whatever. Just give that alone time, cause you know that you look all over and the, the, the great prophets, they say, be still, be still and know you're God. And each of us are, we're God and goddess. And we need to have that, that counsel, that elderly council. And I think we're gonna do that here at the World Beat Center with the elders and the youth. And we all come together. I'm gonna get Starla and some of the other elders and will will counsel and be there for you. So with your loneliness and the thing is being narcissistic it, that runs with all of us, you know, cuz we're we're taught that in this, in in this capitalist country. And we, we got a very, a president that's very narcissistic. And it's very sad to me, you know. It's very sad to me that that is what you guys have to take a look at and have to see. Um, those people are too old to be um, carrying on uh, the way they're they're doing. It's the time is up, and the dark side is really trying to hold on, but the light is coming in. You know, look at the, look at these uh, beings like Greta. I mean, the youth are really coming in, and they are are being strong, and they know where they're going, and they. They know we need to save the planet. Mm-hmm. So, with the youth, you guys get yourself, you know, uh, a cause to be involved in. And the thing is, you're gonna go through struggle. You're gonna go through ego, whatever. But you, what you gotta do is have your spirituality, you know, keep you in check. No one can keep you in check. If you have your spirituality, you're gonna check yourself. You're gonna know when you're not listening with your heart. You're gonna know.
1: You're not acting right.
2: Yeah, you're gonna know that bl- <laughs> you're blamed. When you're blaming others, you have to look at uh, uh, some of your, I mean, there's so many you know good leaders that are still here on this planet, uh, reading Thich Nhat Hanh, and that's one of my masters, and I'm glad I got to spend a lot of time with him. He And Deer Park is, in Escondido yeah, yeah. and going they have a day of mindfulness. Yeah, Take a youth day of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That would be very good. And we can have a youth session up there. Mm-hmm. And uh they, and bring Starla. They're having a um some people of color stuff and we could do a whole youth section up there. Uh, if you want to we'll you know, we'll come mm-hmm. and, and 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 talk and, and and listen and uh, your speech, your words, sound and power. Learn, learn mindful speaking and loving speaking and mindful listening, you know? And just being quiet and quiet, quieting the mind. The mind is always old, it's like a monkey. It jumps branch to branch. But we're able to quiet the mind as we can hear our inner voice. We are not the mind. We are the spirit inside. We haven't been able to hear it because we've been, when we're in pain, we cover it up with other things, you know, like alcohol or food or sex or any attachment that we can have. And we must learn to just let go in the, anything in the present moment, just, even any notions, any thoughts, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to see how these things are formed, how these um, formations cause our imbalances. So the thing is to know about ourselves. That's why the Greeks and the Romans came over to uh, Africa and Timbuktu, and we taught them, we taught them wisdom, and they took it like they do everything, and run with it. And 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 we look at Greek uh, Greek mythology, and it's actually things they stole from the ancient Egyptians and the ancient African. You look at masonry, Freemasonry, and that's all our wisdom. When you really realize the corruption of this planet over greed and slaves and diamonds and and cobalt and things that are in our computers, uh, and palm oil that that it's not allowed for the natives of to to uh, to use palm oil. It has vitamin A. It has that's what they need. They can't use it. They're put in jail uh, if they if you find palm oil in their homes because they've been working that plantation and it's cocoa. The cacao, the cocoa, which is really sacred, they some of the Africans have never tasted chocolate, and it's all so. We can make a difference by being less corrupt Mm. and watch our our carbon footprint Mm. on this planet. Mm. Yeah, and so all all these things that we can teach. Like and what you're doing right now on podcast, what I'm doing on radio, I would love to have this podcast, your podcast, to broadcast on FM radio, mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind. Sure, of course. So, it's all of us. Again, we're gonna wind this up with sacrifice. Mm-hmm. How much you are will you sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And in this country, you no know, one they don't want to sacrifice. Very mm-hmm. lazy. They' gotten lazy. How much are you gonna sacrifice? You know, how much you're gonna sacrifice cleaning that lady's old lady's yard Mm -hmm. next door Mm -hmm. and getting her groceries? Mm -hmm. But we have to rely on each other. And if you see someone that is need, be there, Mm -hmm. feed them. It's not about grants because some of these people do things and they get all these grants and it's for them and they drive Lexus. I don't think a community worker should have a lot. I think they should have enough. Presidents, all these people. I don't think you should drive a Lexus if you're a community worker. You know, I mean, I think you should have a good car. Maybe a used should be okay. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I drive a Volvo. That's my station. You don't know, been doing that, like, so I don't. It makes you greedy, and I I feel the directors should take a very little salary, and just live, you know, very, uh, with the people mm-hmm. and like the people. I I couldn't afford to keep the World Beat Center because I don't get a salary. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's my social security. Yeah. But I don't want to pay a lot of rent, you know. I couldn't couldn't afford that to keep the World be Center. And then at first I was like, man, you know, I'm 70 and and I'm living in the, you know how it is when you're outdoors and your sleeping bag gets wet, you know, condensation, and I'm going, God, I'm old and looking, I don't have anything. But then I started learning, God, it's so nice to sleep outside, you know. It's fresh air fresh air the birds you can hear you know and you just got to go to bed early or mm-hmm. you know when it's cold and you know, and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I realized that you know I hope I, I'm I can just live on some land with 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 uh, whatever hemp creek house or straw bill house or uh, containers mm-hmm. you don't need all that. And we should all pitch together and come together and buy land together um, and, you know, be together and start, you know, I I said it was the last. This is is the last. I come from commune existence. I'm from the 60s. I mean, I'm from tune-in, drop-out consciousness, you know. My mother lived in our commune and she was old. And we all took care of my mother and that we always had an elder in the commune. And that's what I think that we should all get back to. I think that would solve a lot of things if you live with elders. Mm-hmm. And you took because mm-hmm. they need the young people. Some things, you know, I can't mm-hmm. go up the stairs like mm-hmm. I used to, mm-hmm. you know, I can you know, go up there. If I hadn't done my qigong, my knees, it's kinda. Mm-hmm. So the kids, you know, they do certain things that I can't do anymore.
1: It's a village. That's it. It's the village. We, it's the most high, intelligent health care system for all. Is <laughs> <laughs> The village. The village. is not complicated.
2: That's it. I'd like to give thanks to you, daughter. You keep on doing what you're doing. What, what a blessing. And uh, just know the revolution will not be televised.
1: hmm She. She. Aho. blessed be, amen. Thousand A thousand A thousand <laughs> A thousand